lift your voices in praise tonight. Just give your thanks to our God and our King. A thousand hallelujahs and a thousand more. We praise you tonight, Lord. We're praising you with one voice. We're lifting our voice to heaven, giving you our thanks, giving you our praise. A thousand hallelujahs. You are good. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. You are good, and we worship you tonight. We lift your name. We praise you. We welcome you in our midst tonight, Lord. You are welcome here. You're welcome in this gathering tonight as we lift our voices to you, Lord. We ask that we come in agreement with heaven tonight over every situation, every circumstance, over our very lives, Lord. We say right now, we come in agreement with heaven, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We come in agreement tonight and we bless your name for you alone are worthy. You alone deserve the praise, amen. With one voice, we are lifting our hearts tonight. You alone deserve the glory. You alone deserve the praise. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy of our praise, and we adore you. We acknowledge you. We lift you up. Here tonight in our midst, you are lifted up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Our hearts are full tonight, Lord. All your goodness, all your faithfulness. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we lift our voices. We lift your name. We lift your name. You are worthy. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. You deserve the praise. It's forever yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We lift your name. We lift your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is high and lifted up. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. Just take your seats and we're, we're just going to take a little look in the word of God. You've come to the life meeting and we've been speaking. Um, over the last few weeks, we've mentioned some of the um, works of the enemy and how we can, um, how we can stand Hi, Trevor. Hi, Annie. Good to see you. Um, and we've a few times mentioned John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to, steal, to, except to steal and to kill and to destroy. What's the next part of that verse? But I have come that you might have life just a little bit abundantly. Yeah, so, we, so, so we've thought about standing and how that looks when um, the enemy um, would seek to disrupt us, yeah? Whatever that might look like, and that can be 
in different situations and in different circumstances. And tell me, you know, tell me again, you know, what, what are some of those ways that when, the, when we recognize that the enemy is coming against maybe um, in a circumstance or a situation, what are some of the ways? Praise and worship, that's good. That's very good. We're coming back there in a minute, Mo. <laughs> what else? It's things we've talked about in the last few work weeks. John mentioned it Monday night. The armor of God and the word of God. Yes, the scripture of Julie. That's absolutely. We talked, you know, um, John reminded us again on Monday night that one of the tools he uses in himself when he's um, feeling the enemy coming against is the word of God. Just like Jesus did in the wilderness. He used, you know, the word of God. It is written. And then it's always good to find that word that fits your circumstance. Find that word from the scripture that fits your circumstance. And then declare that word. And sometimes the declaring of that word is not just once. It could be many times. Yeah, through that season. So yeah, and the armor of God, Ephesians chapter 6, talks about the armor of God and how um, it instructs us to, um, to stand. But there's something else tonight that I want to look at. And, and it was, as I thought about the, the verse, we talked about that the thief, seeks to come and um, kill and destroy. He's a thief, so he wants to rob us. But I've come that they may have life, and they might have it more abundantly. We have been given tools. Uh-huh. And those tools, when we use them in the Spirit of God will bring release. So there's something else tonight. What do you think it could be? Come on, tell me. You know, you'll know this. There won't be wrong answers, but the answer I'm looking for tonight. <laughs> what else is there? We've talked about the word. We've talked about the armor. Yeah, and that's instructions. Something else. Prayer? Yeah, it's not the one I want tonight, but... You're right, because actually, if we look in Ephesians 6, all of Ephesians 6, 6 is wrapped around prayer. Yeah? That's the wraparound. The armor is separate. The prayer is the wraparound of that armor, if you read Ephesians 6. Um, but it's not that. But that's a good answer. See, there's something else. Prayer. <laughs> Come on. What am I looking for tonight? Pardon? That's good, because we mentioned that the other week, didn't we? We submit to God, yeah? We, what do we do with the enemy, the devil? We resist. And what happens to him when we do that? He flees. We talked about that, haven't we? But it's not the answer I want tonight, Dad. <laughs> like I'm saying, none of you are wrong. There's something else. The name of Jesus is very good. But that in the answer, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> There's something else tonight. <laughs> what was that? 
<laughs> Actually, what you learn here is if you just say Jesus, <laughs> that's not the answer. <laughs> no, there's something else. Yeah, that's good, Daryl. That's not it. That's good, though. Declaring, that's good. No, but that's really good. The cross, yeah, it's all, it's all helpful. I mean, at the minute, we've gone through the word. <laughs> you still haven't said the word I'm looking for. Is it faith? Well, it's not, but where would we be without it, Carol? See, you can't be wrong, really, can you, with whatever you're saying to me, but it's not the word I want tonight. Come on. Keep trying. The word. That's good. Not right, though. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you, then? Sounds like. <laughs> okay, go with me to First Thessalonians, chapter 5, please. First Thessalonians, chapter 5. I couldn't find it just now, actually. I've lost it again as well. Ah, got it this time. <clears throat> just a few verses we're going to read. Verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I read, after I prepared this word, I read today a quote from Bill Johnson, the Bethel church leader. An unthankful heart is imprisoned by limitations. A thankful heart is positioned to see increase. Amen? A thankful heart is positioned to see increase. So, rejoicing, praying, and thanksgiving are not what God does. It's what we do. Yeah? It's what we do. Yeah? It's an act of our will. Yeah? And particularly in times of difficulty, weakness, and uncertainty. And that is the time you least want to be thankful, want to be grateful, want to be praising God. It is a tool, along with the word, the armor, the cross, faith, an actual fact, it requires faith. Because to be praising, to be thanking my God when I'm in the middle of a trial that is squeezing me, yeah, is the last thing I feel like doing. Yeah? So it has to be an act of faith, doesn't it? It has to be an act of faith that says, you know, I'm looking heavenwards. I'm looking to my God. There are tools, there are activities that we must use to focus on heaven. 
Yeah? No matter what we feel like, no matter what our physical senses are saying to us, or our emotions. And I'm coming back again to what I said the other week, and I've repeated it a few times. We've got to be careful what's coming out of our mouth. We've got to be making sure that we're agreeing with heaven. Amen? Yeah? Because especially when we're in a situation and we feel our, our adversity coming against us, things will often come out of our mouths that we find ourselves agreeing with the enemy. Not deliberately, sometimes naively, sometimes it is sheer frustration. Yeah? But the Holy Spirit is our helper. Amen for the Holy Spirit. Amen that he helps us. You see, our agreement with God attracts, attracts heaven. Our agreement with the enemy attracts darkness. And we sometimes wonder why we feel oppressed. Yeah? We've got to be careful with our agreements, especially when we're in circumstances, in situations that are draining, it feels like, the very life out of us. But Jesus came to give me life in all abundance. Yeah, that's the truth. More abundantly. Amen? And so... I want to say to you in the days that we live in and in all the days that we read of in the word in all the people that God ministered to, David said it in the Psalms, the, one of the most important things we can do for ourselves is to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. You see, I can't do that for you, Carol, and you can't do that for me. The pastor can't do that for you, church, and you can't do it for him. The word teaches we need to strengthen our own selves, yeah, in the Lord. And we've been given tools to do that. The word teaches us. And one of those areas is thanksgiving. We actually need to minister to ourselves. That's what it means, to strengthen ourselves ourselves in our inner man, which is being renewed day by day, we've got to minister to ourselves, yeah? With the word, with the truth, with what God says. So that way we will find ourselves coming into agreement with him and not the things that are going on round about us, sometimes in us. But you see, it's a practice that we, it's a lifestyle. It's no good waiting until it gets difficult. Because you'll struggle. I'll struggle. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that's saying, God, I thank you for all you've done. I thank you for all that you've done for me. I thank you for what you're doing. Yeah? I thank you that every day... I have got something to be thankful for. But we've got to practice it. If you like, it's a discipline, along with other disciplines that we need to do. So, Thanksgiving agrees with heaven. 
You see, by agreeing with heaven, we're acknowledging the truth. Yeah? Yeah? Your life is a gift from God. Yeah? And God is generous and extravagant. Yeah? And he wants to pour into our lives in all abundance. Yeah? Spiritually, mentally, physically, even when we are struggling in health, there is something from heaven, a strength from heaven that we wouldn't otherwise know without God in our lives. Thankfulness is an attitude. And it's based in humility. Thanksgiving is the way to receive what God wants to give us. We don't do it because... We don't give our thanks because we want God to give. But that very attitude and that very um, lifestyle attracts heaven. Yeah? It attracts heaven. And it acknowledges that truth in our hearts. Um, it actually says in Romans chapter 1 that, in fact, let's look at it. In the same way that thanksgiving um, attracts heaven... Let's read what it says, Romans chapter 1, and it's verse 18 to 21. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened because they weren't thankful. Interesting, isn't it? So just as my thankfulness, yeah, attracts heaven, by not being thankful, I become futile in my thoughts, and my foolish heart is darkened. So when we stop that place, and I believe that's a lifestyle, that's not just one-off when we haven't said thank you. I believe that is a lifestyle in the same way as it's, an, uh, it's a lifestyle that attracts heaven. That I become futile when I stop thanking and my heart becomes dark. And actually, we're unable to perceive spiritual reality. That's what happens. We become deceived. Yeah? Who would have thought it? just by not being thankful. Interesting, isn't it? Because that's what it says in the word. Thanksgiving is what keeps us sane and alive in Jesus. Yeah, spiritually, it keeps us sane and keeps us alive 
in him because it connects us to the source of life and the purpose that he has for our lives. Amen? And the word says, give thanks in everything. Everything. Not for the thing sometimes, because if something's coming against and, 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 and either you're not well or you're in a really hard, hard place, you're not giving thanks for that particular thing. But in that situation, you're still remembering to give thanks to God. Yeah? You're still attracting heaven. Amen? You're still attracting heaven because it's not going to stay that way. I, 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 I don't know what is going on in your lives tonight, but if you're in a difficulty and you're in a circumstance, it's not going to stay that way. It's not going to stay that way. And sometimes we find it difficult to declare much else when we think we've done all that we know to do and we're doing what God has shown us to do and we are walking in his truth and we are um, declaring his word and we are giving our thanks. Sometimes we need to start saying, so I know God that in this it's not going to stay this way. There is going to be breakthrough. Yeah, it's not going to stay this way. And you've got to refuse that in your own words, whatever they might look like, yeah? And, you ref and I, I know there are times in my life that I can trace back when I've known that to, to, to the best of my ability, I've used the tools in my toolkit, yeah? That God has given, but it's not changed. And... There are times when I've started to say, but God, I know it's not going to stay this way. I know that you are going to enter this situation and you are going to turn it around for good. Yeah? Because you are already working it out for good. I just can't see it right now. That's where faith comes in. Yeah? And that is an act of my will. Yeah? That is me saying, God... I am trusting you to turn this around because I believe you. You see, thanksgiving is us thanking God for all that he's done and is doing in our lives. But praise is giving to him the admiration and the adoration that's due his name. So whatever my circumstance looks like, it may not look very admirable and it may not feel very good but I can still direct my thoughts to heaven and say, but God, you are admirable. You are praiseworthy. You are amazing in this. And I know that you're the God of breakthrough because I've read it again and again and again and again. And sometimes my breakthrough is immediate, but sometimes I've got to walk through some stuff. But God, you are admirable. You are amazing. You are praiseworthy. Do you know that in that moment, that is an act of worship? In that moment? Because our worship, when we are walking through stuff, is a sacrifice of praise. At that moment, what did they do with sacrifices in the Old Testament? A sacrifice was when they killed an animal. Yeah? Sometimes in our modern day, as we come into the place of praise and worship, we've got to kill something in us. 
Yeah? We don't hear that spoken about very much. But that's the truth. That's what the word teaches in Hebrews. Yeah? We've sometimes got to say that I'm walking through this and I'm struggling, God. And you've got to be real. I'm not suggesting we behave as if nothing's going on. But in the realness, God, this is tough right now. But I'm going to give you a sacrifice of praise. Yeah? I'm going to, I'm going to say in Jesus' name that right now I'm directing my thoughts to heaven. Yeah? You are good. So, um, there's another scripture. First Timothy chapter 4. I'm not going to apologize for keep going to the scriptures tonight because it's scriptures that we um, can learn from. So it's First Timothy and it's chapter 4. And I've lost Timothy now. Where have you gone? I found him. First Timothy chapter 4. And verse 1 to 5. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving. Any food that God has created for us to receive won't hurt you. Yeah? It's what it says here. So long as we are receiving it with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good. And nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Every situation in our lives where we recognize that there's another power at work, i.e. demons, evil forces, anything, when we recognize that in our lives, you need to raise your voice in thanksgiving and praise. It's another part of our armor. The same as the word, the same as the shield, the same as the helmet. It's another piece of our armor that we are to raise our voices in thanksgiving and praise because God gives us good gifts. Yeah? It's not saying that the adversary or the adverse situation came from God, but giving thanks to God in the middle of that adverse situation. Yeah? Which is, look, it's any adverse situation that comes against us is set out to undermine our faith and the word of truth. Yeah? That's what it's about. The enemy seeks to undermine our faith. Yeah? And destroy us. He's a thief. Yeah? Yeah? And so, God, through
through his son Jesus, yeah, through the blood that he shed for us on Calvary, he's given you and me the authority to deal with it. God won't deal with it. It's not God's job to deal with it. And that's why so many Christians struggle. Because God has given us the authority, he's given us the tools to deal with it. Yeah? It's not God's job. It's our job. Because he set us apart. For, he sanctifies us by the word. Yeah? We are sanctified. When we give thanks, the weapon the enemy meant to use, yeah? To shift us from our divine purpose, because that's the other thing the enemy wants to do. He doesn't want you and me to carry on in the road that God has set us on. We've got a divine purpose, every single one of us. Yeah? And the enemy of our soul wants us to, to shift us from that divine purpose so that we don't fully come into that which God has got for us. You see, the same assignment that was given to Jesus has been given to us. That we will shine forth the glory of God. Amen? Because it provides light and love into the lives of other people. And of course, we've got an enemy that wants to snuff that light out. Yeah? And the minute we stop being thankful, yeah, we become not very nice. We don't appreciate the things around us in our day-to-day -day life. But you know, there's something about being humble before God in thankfulness and adoration and praise that does something to us. And, and, and there's a humility in it that recognizes that my life is nothing without God. And he will remind us. And, and I know you've heard the story so, from us so many times. I'm going to say it again. We have watched our six... You, no, you didn't watch him. I showed you the video. I showed Helen the video earlier. Little Harry, six years old today in his sports day. And, and, and you don't all know the story, and I won't go through all of it, but at 20 weeks, they wanted to abort him. Yeah? And his mom and his dad said, no, we're going to have him. They didn't know it was a him. We're going to have this child. And they didn't have the faith that it is in this room tonight. They didn't believe like you guys. But they believed enough to know that it was right that they had this little boy. And he was born, and he had to have surgery. And, 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 and the whole thing, he was all upside down inside it. And, and, and the, sur the surgery was amazing, but God healed him. Yeah. Today, he ran the sprint, and he won. Today, he was in the sack race, and he won. And the determination on his face, and all you can hear in the video is his dad shouting, Go, Harry! I want to tell you, God does things well. Was the journey easy? Absolutely not. And for lots of reasons, you know the story. Because on Monday, the child that we had that died of the same condition would have been 43. I thank God. I thanked God for that journey. 
And my niece messaged me yesterday. She never forgets Janine. Every year, she sends a message that says, we thank God for Adrian, because he, he our, he's our family. He's still our family, yeah? And she never forgets. Every year, she sends that message of saying we're thankful. And do you know what else comes from these situations that we think are so bad and so awful and hard to walk through? It was this. It changed our lives forever, transformed us, and we became ministers. God used the whole... You see, his divine purpose was in this situation. Many, many years later, Rob's brother Andrew came to Jesus because of the death of our son. You tell me God's not in your plan? You tell me God doesn't weave everything together and bring good? You see, you're talking to the wrong one in me. Because years and years on, I see the grace. And last night as I'm preparing this word, the message comes through from Janine. And I sat crying. I was crying with thankfulness and gratitude to a God who can turn everything around. That which the enemy meant for evil, God turned it for Does it mean that every circumstance and situation, at the time it devastated us? Of course we wanted our son to live. But we didn't know that history was being written. Yeah? We didn't know the plans of God, but we were baby Christians, and we believed God. I remember to this day the scripture God gave me as I went to the hospital in labor. A baby Christian. And God told me, I have gone to prepare a place. I didn't know he was preparing the place for my little boy. But he spoke into my heart as if he was in the bedroom, stood beside me. And I knew that God was, God was in this. I didn't understand it. I couldn't have understood it. But I knew God was there. And he was in it. And I want to tell you, whatever that adversity in your life um, looks like, I want to tell you, the Spirit of God will create in you a thankfulness you can't express. Because it's upside down. It's inside out and it's the wrong way around. But it's in there. And when the Spirit of God creates that in you, you know that your praise and your adoration is being directed to the one who's got eternity in mind. And it's got eternity in You see, we live for the now. But there's a bigger plan. There's a bigger picture. And it's an eternal one. Yeah? Life is so short. And at a very young age, we understood that. We learned it very, in our 20s. Life is so short. But eternity has been birthed in our hearts. And what he's building and what he's doing in us is for eternity. Amen? It's for his praise and for his glory. You see, the enemy is defeated by the very thing he intended to use for your destruction. 
Yeah? He is defeated in the very thing that he intended to use to destroy your life. That's why we can say like the psalmist, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and bless his name. It helps every time we come into a place of worship together, every time we worship him at home or wherever we are, that as we are thankful and focus on heaven, then he brings an awareness of his presence. I want to tell you, expect his world to invade your life and your circumstances. I read it. A thankful heart is positioned to see increase. And I want to tell you, through the darkest night, it's not going to stay that way. There will be increase. It's God's plan. He's extravagantly in love with you. It's so extravagant that you cannot even begin to imagine or begin to think what that plan might look like that he has for your life. I tell you what, when we begin to give thanks, it doesn't take very long for us to think about the goodness of God. And do you know what else happens? There's a joy. I'm not talking about being happy. That's about circumstances. You know, somebody buys me a bunch of flowers, I'm happy. <laughs> But joy, joy is something so different. And it's the joy of the Lord that brings strength. In the most difficult of circumstances, in the times that you feel your weakest. In fact, it said in James, count it all joy when the sun's shining and you can put your washing out. And you can go and have coffee with a friend. And somebody buys you flowers. Count it all joy on days like that. No. Count it all joy in trial. Yeah? Because giving thanks is what brings strength. And then he says, keep counting. Keep counting. You know, we've spoke before about counting your blessings. Do you count your joys when you're in trial? Count it all joy. It's impossible without him, isn't it? You can't do it. I can't do it. But keep on counting and then you'll discover that you start rejoicing. And it's supernatural. You see, from heaven's perspective, it's reasonable that we give thanks in everything. That's, that's heaven's plan. That we give thanks in everything. You see, I want to tell you tonight that whilst giving thanks, yeah, it, it is setting us up for increase, the increase of God in our lives, whatever that might look like, an increase in other areas, I believe, just as it does that for us as we give our thanks, and we're coming into agreement with heaven. The only way that the enemy of our soul is empowered is by you and me. You see, he's already been defeated. He's a defeated foe. But the minute I come into agreement with the enemy and his lies, yeah? Yeah? 
going to bring me down. Because I've come into agreement with him. And I've so... Rob knows how, how recently, and I do believe it's about the season that many, many are walking in at the moment. It is this desire in my heart to stop coming into agreement with the enemy. Because it's affecting us. It really is. We don't take on the enemy. We give our thanks to God. And the word clearly teaches us in the, you know, in the word of God that actually God is the only one that we can trust. And it's designed for him to take on the enemy. Of, you know, while it's in one of the battles, wasn't it? While they were off praising God, yeah, he sorted out the enemy. And that's the same in our lives. We're asked to give our thanks. We're told to give our thanks to God so that we don't come into the, um, the territory of darkness that's coming into agreement with the enemy because it's futile. And in our thinking, our thinking becomes darkened and we attract him in our lives. That's the truth. But Jesus said in that same verse, about the enemy being a thief, coming to kill and steal and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more. Abund I know what I want. We mustn't give him place, the enemy, to kill, steal and destroy. Do you know sometimes when we're feeling oppressed, and we do sometimes feel that oppression on our lives, yeah? Then those are the times that we can deal with that cloud of oppression by our praising, by our rejoicing, because it cancels the agreement that the enemy may have, his demons, his devices, whatever he uses that might come against us in that moment. Yeah? We've got to cancel these agreements that we have, we, we have been making, sometimes naively, and bring ourselves into the submission of God, focusing on his greatness. We've got to break the lies of the enemy. You see, we say it, yeah? We know the enemy's defeated, we say it, yet we will go along in a situation that is coming against us, and before we know it, we're agreeing with the enemy. Oh, it is bad, isn't it? Oh, heck, couldn't get much worse. And it may be bad, and it might be difficult. I'm not, I'm not um, saying that it's not, but we need to be careful who we are agreeing with in that moment. And if there's nothing else you can say, then, 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 then find a scripture and meditate on that scripture and keep repeating that scripture and add on the end of it, it's not going to stay this way. It is not going to stay this way because God's word says, yeah? God's words, God's thoughts towards us are of love and of kindness and of goodness. He's delighting in us in joy is an expression of the kingdom. The kingdom of God, it says in Romans, is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom that we belong to. If there's anything at all that's trying to sneak in, then it's not of the kingdom of God. Anything at all that's trying to get itself, because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Anything else is a lie. And it's got to be booted out. Because he's rejoicing over us with singing. 
And he wants us to celebrate, rejoicing always. I talked earlier about praise costing us something and about the fact that it requires faith to rejoice when it's the last thing you want to do. Stand on the truth, declaring in faith. And it will you will start to find a strength coming in here. Yeah? And in that moment, your spirit is so strong. You feel you could take on the world. Yeah? Because it is supernatural. It will transform you. And I want to tell you that sometimes that will be with tears. Sometimes it will be with trembling. Sometimes it will be in pain, it will be in hurt, and it will be in confusion. What I'm trying to say to you is, you won't necessarily feel as if you're on cloud nine. But there will be something of the Spirit of God that's being worked out in you. You see, you haven't got to be full of faith to rejoice. You haven't got to be full of faith to be praising God. But you've got to set out with a mindset that says, I'm not feeling this right now. But I know you, God. I know you. Yeah? And as heaven and earth come together in that moment, you will start to feel the difference. A transformation will, will actually come. And praise and thanksgiving go together. Our admiration, our adoration of God, of the God that we read of in the word and who he, who he is, coupled with the thankfulness of what he's done for us, comes together. Yeah? It connects us to our purpose and that which God has for us. You know, I love the story, and I'm going to bring this to conclusion now, of the woman with the alabaster box. And I was listening to that song. If you, if you don't know it and you've not heard it, Google it. Um, the Alabaster Box. And we know the story. She, she poured the whole contents of her box of perfume, which um, commentators say was probably a year's worth of her hard-earned money in that box. She poured it um, on the feet of Jesus in a display of affection, weeping, she knelt and she dried his feet with her hair and it caused offence. Do you know that your life will cause offence? Yeah? You will offend people. Yeah? We get so worked up about that, don't we? I'm not saying you set out to offend people. What I'm saying is your lifestyle of praise and worship and adoration will offend others. Sometimes believers as well. Yeah? She offended the disciples. She offended the people in that room because she was anointing. Her purpose was to anoint Jesus for burial. Yeah? That was her purpose. She was getting Jesus ready. Yeah? And she anointed him, it says, for burial because she knew who Jesus was. So she gave to Jesus exactly what he deserved. She demonstrated faith, knowing that as she walked in that room, it was going to cause a stir. But the aroma of that perfume filled the air, clung to Jesus, was in the room. Do you know there is an aroma? 
of praise and worship that comes from your life. This is what happens when we worship. This is what happens when we say to Jesus, I don't care what others are thinking and feeling because everything I am is yours and everything I've got has come from you. It belongs to you, Lord. And I'm not setting out to offend the people around me. I'm setting out to praise you, Lord, for who you are and for your goodness because he's the glory and the lifter of my head. And he's the one who has a divine purpose. You know, you can't look at Jesus and then look back at circumstances with the same perspective. Yeah? And I, it matters not how hard or difficult that situation may have been back there, or the many situations the older we, we live. <laughs> but when you look at Jesus, you can't look back and view it in the same way. Yeah? Even the difficult things, our losses, especially our losses. When you've looked heavenwards, even the losses in our life become a sacrifice of praise. Even those things that we would rather not have, even those things that didn't turn out in the way that we would have wanted them to. And I've said it before, and it's important for us to know in this season that not everything that happens in our lives is the will of God. But there are things because of sin and because we are walking this life that happen in the way that we'd rather not. We'd rather not that they happen that way. But I want to tell you in, in all of that, there's something about the power of God in us that creates a platform. Yeah? Yeah? And positions us, I believe, to see increase. It positions us to allow the king to sit on the throne of our heart. He's on the throne. But is he on the throne of our hearts? Yeah? Because that changes the situation. If we really desire that strength from God, then we've got to give ourselves totally to him. Not understanding, not knowing, not seeing, but by faith saying, God, I know you're extravagant in your love. You are rich in mercy. You are rich in grace. And I don't want my heart to be unthankful. I don't want to be imprisoned. You know, I can see that, can't you? How an unthankful heart imprisons us, yeah? And it limits us. But I can see how when I'm thanking God, that actually, I'm, I'm looking for increase. It sets me up, because it's changing my mindset, yeah? And that's what the word teaches us. That's what the word shows us. But we've got to be careful to receive that word from God for our hearts. Not just something that we've read about, but as we come to the word, if we believe something, then start to say to God, God, ingrain that into my heart, into my life. Yeah? So that I might live this, that I might talk this. Yeah? 
and come into agreement with your word of truth. Amen? So tonight, start to tell me some things you're thankful for.